While millions of people have lost jobs during the pandemic, a stock market that has been surging since spring has delivered outsized gains to the wealthiest Americans. As noted by writer Peter Avis, few among the super-rich have fared as well as corporate executives who received awards of company stock this year. For instance, Edward Stack, the chief executive of Dick's Sporting Goods, and William Lynch, president of Peloton, are each sitting on paper gains exceeding $60 million on stock-based awards they received mostly during the first three months of this year. Stefan Bancel, the chief executive of Moderna, a pharmaceutical company presently developing a coronavirus vaccine, received stock options in February that have appreciated by nearly $30 million. The compensation increases are a result of the sharp rise in stock prices of these companies, which investors have been betting are well-positioned to expand during the pandemic. The surge in wealth among these individuals and others also highlights how the compensation of senior executives is designed to supply them with enormous windfalls, which some have received during one of the sharpest economic downturns in decades. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by CNBC, during the height of the coronavirus-induced economic crisis, the aggregate wealth of billionaires increased by more than a quarter, according to research conducted by Swiss bank UBS and accounting firm PwC. The Riding the Storm study indicates that global billionaire wealth climbed to $10.2 trillion between April and July of this year, up from $8 trillion at April's onset. That represented an increase in wealth among billionaires exceeding 27%. The number of billionaires worldwide also reached a new high, approaching 2,200. Between April 7th and July 31st of this year, billionaires across every industry saw their wealth increase by double digits, with those in industrial, technology, and healthcare sectors recording wealth expansion ranging from 36% to 44%. This period overlaps neatly with the period during which millions of people lost their jobs. The report did not rank the individual fortunes of the world's super-rich, but the wealthiest person on the planet remains Jeff Bezos. The founder and CEO of Amazon has seen his wealth expand by nearly $70 billion year-to-date. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The federal government's budget deficit tripled during the fiscal year ending September 30th, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. To be more specific, the budget gap during the recently completed fiscal year widened to $3.1 trillion from less than $1 trillion a year earlier. As indicated by writer Kate Davidson, as a share of economic output, the annual budget deficit reached 15.2%, the largest since 1945, when the country was still financing massive military operations designed to end World War II. A surge in federal spending to combat the economic impacts caused by COVID-19 coupled with a decline in federal revenues amid pervasive shutdowns and layoffs, contributed to last year's deficit. Federal receipts totaled $3.4 trillion, a 1% decline from the previous year, with much of that decline occurring since March when the virus began spreading across the nation. Outlays hit $6.5 trillion, a 47% increase as the government ramped up expenditures on emergency payments to small businesses, enhanced unemployment insurance benefits, and stimulus payments for American households. Since March, Congress has approved approximately $4 trillion in new spending. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Last month, 
hundreds of thousands of women, nearly eight times more than the number of men, dropped out of the U.S. labor force. To be more precise, Labor Department data indicate that approximately 617,000 women left the workforce in September alone compared with only 78,000 men. As indicated by CNN Business, half of the women who dropped out are in the prime working age of 35 to 44, while the decline in labor force participation helped to diminish the unemployment rate by reducing the number of job seekers, the national female jobless rate stood at a lofty 8% in September. In general, women have been hit harder by the latest recession than by prior downturns. Industries that employ many women, including leisure and hospitality, are faring worse during this pandemic, which is largely attributable to the need to social distance. Women are also far more likely to take on care responsibilities at home, which during a period associated with homeschooling can mean giving up a job in order to tend to children. According to McKinsey's and Lean-In's Women in the Workplace report, moms are more than three times as likely as dads to shoulder most of the housework and caregiving. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writers Shapna Maharshvari and Michael Corkery, when the pandemic forced Dick's Sporting Goods to close its hundreds of stores in March, the retailer quickly established curbside pickup within two days. Its initial attempts looked about as sophisticated as lemonade stands. But curbside pickup not only rescued the company's sales during the lockdowns, it has also emerged as the best strategy for many retailers to support long-term survival in the age of e-commerce. As indicated by the writers, the popularity of curbside pickup reveals that the future of retail is not simply about packages piling up on people's doorsteps. Americans have revealed a desire to get out of the home and drive to a store even if one only drives to a curbside. As of August, approximately three-fourths of the top 50 store-based retailers in the United States offered curbside pickup according to CoreSite Research, an advisory and research firm that specializes in retail and technology. Target indicates that its curbside sales expanded more than 700% during the prior quarter, while Best Buy reported nearly $5 billion in online revenue during the second quarter, a company record. 41% of those sales came from curbside or in-store pickup. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.